No matter how hard or how often we work out, if we don't let our bodies rest, we will just keep stirring the batter and we will never reach our final goals. Exercise starts the process, but rest is where the true change occurs. Welcome to So I've Heard, the space where I give my take on all things health and wellness. I'm your host, Austin Allen. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the So I've Heard podcast. This is the space where I take on the hottest topics, trends, and questions surrounding health and fitness. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about the importance of rest and recovery, why it matters, and what it means when it comes to long-term results. Today's episode was brought about by a conversation that I had with a friend last week. This individual was talking with me about their routine that they've been doing over the past couple of months. They mentioned that they were spending at least 60 to 90 minutes in the gym four to five times a week. They've been really consistent in their workouts and working hard every single time. And yet, they just weren't seeming to get the results that they wanted. They were tired most of the time, they were frustrated by an injury that had recently come up, and they just weren't sure what was going wrong. And I thought it was important to take an episode today to talk a little bit more about that conversation that we had with each other. Because more often than not, we are made to believe that more is always better. If we want good results, we need to do more workouts, we need to do more cardio, we need to shorten our rest periods, we need to be in the gym for longer, we just need to do more. But what I'm here to let you all know more about today is why I believe that more is not necessarily always better, and why rest, or a lack thereof, may be just the thing holding you back from getting to where you really want to go. So first things first, why does recovery really matter? Well, when we boil it down to its root cause, the purpose of active recovery is to support the body's desire to grow. In fact, intentional recovery is a necessary and fundamental part of getting stronger, toning up, losing weight, gaining muscle, or any other health and wellness goal that you may have. Because while we may believe that the workouts are what get us to the end result, it's ultimately the recovery after the fact that will allow our bodies to grow. When you strength train, you are putting your muscles under resistance and you're actually creating physical micro tears or micro traumas to your muscles. Now, I know that sounds super intense, but I promise you it's a necessary and normal part of the process. But if we don't give our muscles adequate time to rest and recover after the fact through supportive nutrition and adequate rest, you aren't giving these micro traumas time to heal. And what that means is that your muscles will tend to be more swollen and sore, your strength will decrease overall, and your chances of injury will start to go through the roof. Rest is a really, really important part of the process. 
In fact, I want to share with you all a metaphor that I use with this individual to talk about the relationship between exercise and recovery. Now, first off, I thought it was important to say that I can't take credit for this metaphor. This was given to me by my great coach, Ren Jones. Thank you for the great metaphor, Ren. But when we're talking about the relationship between exercise and recovery, I want you to think of it like baking a cake. Yes, I know all of you all of a sudden are like, oh, cake sounds so great right now. But what I mean by this is when we work out, think of this like stirring the batter for the cake. We're mixing the ingredients. We're taking our time to work hard, work up a sweat, and start the process of change. But no matter how hard or for how long we stir, stirring alone won't make the final product that is that delicious cake. Rest and recovery, on the other hand, is the time that we intentionally allow the batter to rest, change, and grow. We stop stirring and we let the cake rise. But notice that we are intentionally taking the time to stop stirring and let the cake rest. Because if we just keep stirring and stirring and stirring, if we just keep working out for harder, more often, and for longer, no matter how hard we wish for it or how long we do it, the cake won't reach its final form and we won't reach our end goals. And the relationship between exercise and rest is no different between stirring a cake and baking a cake. No matter how hard or how often we work out, If we don't let our bodies rest, we will just keep stirring the batter and we will never reach our final goals. Exercise starts the process, but rest is where the true change occurs. So how do we properly recover after our workouts? Well, first off, there are a million different ways that you can go about answering this question. We could talk about nutrition. We could talk about sleep. We could talk about rolling out and stretching and all of those things. But I first want you to take a second to think about all of the activities that you do outside of your workouts. This could be things like pursuing your career and working at your job, paying the bills, watching your favorite TV show, going to the grocery store, and so on, and so on, and so on. Because all of these activities play a crucial role in our process of recovery. Because there are a lot of things that we do outside of our workouts, some necessary and some not so much. And the things that we ultimately choose to do will play a role in how well we recover. Now, when you take some time to think about what these activities may be, I want you to place them into one of two categories. One category being the necessary life-sustaining activities that we just have to do, like working at a job, building new relationships, paying your bills and balancing your finances, getting food, and basically all the necessary daily activities that are required for our own survival. Now, the other category, I want you to think about the activities that are meant to be relaxing and re-energizing. These are things like yoga, mindfulness, engaging in relaxing hobbies, listening to music, engaging with your friends and family and building meaningful relationships, and basically anything else that allows you to unwind and relax. 
And when you take some time to think about all the activities that you do outside of your workouts, where do you fall in the balance between these two types of categories? Do you tend to spend way more of your time over in one area over the next? And the reason I say all of this is because we ultimately want to find a healthy balance between the necessary life-sustaining activities and these relaxing activities that allow us to reconnect with the things that we love and the people that we love. Because when we get wrapped up in our necessary activities and they start to dominate our life, they're often considered stressors and they will actually bump up our stress hormones of cortisol and adrenaline. So whether we know it or not, we may be hindering our own recovery process because we are so wrapped up in trying to make sure that we get these necessary activities done. And while it's sometimes necessary for these things to take a front seat in our mind, the chronic lack of attention to the other relaxing activities can take its toll. It can result in things like insulin resistance, disrupted sleep, the intense craving for carbs throughout the day, a reduced metabolism, and other not-so-fun benefits. And it takes a toll not only mentally but physically as well. This chronic stress is felt in what is called our central nervous system. And the body starts to shut down, in a sense, because your system is getting overwhelmed. You feel more tired, you tend to get sick easier, and everything starts to feel harder and less enjoyable. Now, you may hear that and be like, yeah, Austin, I get it. I'm spending a lot of time on my necessary activities and not spending enough time allowing myself to relax. Now, I'm not here to tell you to let go of all your responsibilities or else you're out of luck when it comes to a good recovery. Because first off, that's not realistic. There are times when these things need to be at the front of our mind and we have to focus on these things. And two, completely going at full 180 and eliminating all stressors and responsibilities from your life isn't going to help either. Because remember, stress can be a good thing as long as we seek a balance and give ourselves time to recover. So I wanted to start there because if you're listening to this and you're in the midst of feeling above your head in stressful, life-sustaining activities, first off, take a breath. Understand that this isn't permanent. There are times when those things have to take a front seat. But all we can do is do our best to seek to find a balance and incorporate activities that are relaxing and re-energizing when we can, no matter how small or short they may be. Look for things that lower your stress and allow you to intentionally reconnect with the things that you love and the people that you love. Even if it's five to 10 minutes out of your day, I promise you these subtle intentional changes in your activities and stress levels will help you to recover better and keep moving forward in the long run. And if you're listening to this and you're wondering, well, is yoga maybe better than listening to music? Is mindfulness better than hanging out with friends? It doesn't necessarily matter what you do as long as you are intentionally allowing yourself to find balance. Don't get hung up on what's better or worse. Focus more on just taking time for yourself every single day. This is one of the biggest things that I work on with my clients all the time because it's so easy to get out of balance 
whether we're aware of it or not. And no matter how hard we work on our exercise and our nutrition, this lack of balance will hold us back from seeking true change and growth in our own life. And while it's easy to say and really hard to do, I promise you that if you make some intentional time for it, no matter how short or no matter how small, it will make all of the difference in the world when it comes to your recovery and your ability to keep moving forward. I thought it was important to start there because a lot of times when we hear this word recovery, we immediately turn our mind to, oh, I just need to sleep more, or maybe if I just breathe, I don't know, maybe that will help, or maybe I just need to eat more, eat less, I don't really know. And it's important that we take an inventory of all the things that we're already doing because the answer may lie in that balance or lack thereof before we do anything else. If possible, how can we look at all the things that are going on right now and try to incorporate a few more of those relaxing activities here and there if we can? Now, when it comes to nutrition and recovery, the biggest piece of advice that I have here is keep it simple and keep it efficient. Focus on real, less processed foods as much as you can. These less processed whole foods are chock full of nutrients and they will keep you moving forward and give your body what it needs when it needs it most. Now, I'm not here to say that you can't eat those quote-unquote bad foods, even though I don't believe in good or bad foods, but if possible, try your best to seek out these whole less processed foods when you can. And when it comes to hydration, make sure that you're hydrating as much as possible. Because one of the first things to go in nutrition and stress or recovery is our lack of hydration. Keeping your fluids high will not only help you to feel better, but it will actually physically improve what is called your lymphatic system, meaning that your body can cope with stress and recover in a much more efficient and quicker way. Now, after your workouts, make sure that you keep your protein intake high to assist your muscles in recovery and be hyper aware of listening to what your body truly needs. And if you feel like you can't get a good sense of your appetite, whether it's the fact that you're just hungry all the time or you just don't really feel like you should eat anything at all, you're just not up to it, this could be a sign that you may be overtraining and your body may be craving some much-needed rest as well. Now, when we're talking about how do I know if I'm overtraining or under-recovering, look for some of these signs. First off, maybe the fact that your muscles are just always sore, your body is hurting all the time, you're going to the gym, but workouts start to feel more like a chore rather than something enjoyable, you know, you start to feel more depressed or anxious overall, maybe even borderline crabby at times. Your mood just seems to be way less regulated than it was before. You could also look at the fact that maybe you just can't seem to get a good night's sleep or you just can't seem to sleep at all. Or your workouts, when you have been doing them, have just felt like crap and everything seems harder to do. If any of these signs are in place, and are ramping up even more as the intensity of your workouts or the frequency of your workouts starts to increase, chances are it may be time to take a quick break to recharge and refuel. 
Now, beyond all of this, whether we're talking about nutrition and recovery or the importance of sleep or the importance of balancing the stressful, necessary things in your life and the relaxing and recharging things in your life, we need to remember that when we recover and rest well, the stress that we experience through exercise will actually make us better in the long run. Because remember, exercise is a stress on the body. And just like any form of stress, there's a difference between good stress and bad stress. And ultimately, the difference between good stress and bad stress through exercise all comes down to how well we effectively recover after the fact. Again, I wanted to just take an episode to talk a little bit more about that conversation that I had with this individual because this individual was doing everything that they felt was right. They were working out hard. They were staying consistent. They're starting to increase the intensity of their workouts. All of these things that we hear are true. And yes, that is important. That's a very, very important part of the process. But recovery and rest are another major piece of the puzzle that unfortunately we don't tend to spend a lot of time on. Because again, we're always encouraged that we just need to do more, we need to be pushing harder, we need to let go of self-care, we need to just keep going and going and going. And if you're in this state of mind, the best thing that you may need to do is take a breath, take a break, and let your body recover. So in summary, when you're thinking about recovery, first off, Try taking an inventory of all the activities that you're doing in and out of your workouts. Is there a balance there? If not, what simple things could you start to implement today to help you bring back some balance? And remember, no matter how small or insignificant they may seem, if you allow yourself to include a few activities every single day, to disconnect from the stress and reconnect with yourself and the things that you love and the people that you love, I promise you it's going to make a massive, massive difference. From there, when it comes to nutrition and recovery, do your best to eat whole, less processed foods as much as you can. Drink lots of water. Keep the protein high, especially after your workouts, and listen intently to your body's cues of hunger and fullness. If we take some true time to just slow down and listen to our bodies, I promise you it will tell you more than you may think. Make sure that you're trying to sleep well as best as possible, ideally seven to nine hours every night, although research shows that it depends more so on the individual. Take some time to consciously unwind and allow yourself to rest at the end of the day. And most importantly, remember that More is not necessarily always better. Your body deserves to take a break from time to time, no matter how busy you may be. That is a wrap on another episode. I hope that information was meaningful and helpful for you. For those of you that are listening, you know that summer is in full swing. And with that being said, it's time to bring some renewed energy and intensity to your summer workouts. I encourage you to check out the next six-week series here at Lighthouse Fitness called Hit Me With Your Best Shot. Hit Me With Your Best Shot is a high-energy, high-intensity group fitness series that incorporates multiple circuit training styles. 
This circuit-based series will bring some renewed energy and intensity to your summer workouts while you have fun and work out with a supportive community at the same time. No special equipment or experience is needed. Whether you're a workout warrior, you're new to fitness, or you've never worked out before, all are welcome. Classes are every Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you're interested in learning more about this series, check us out at www.befitwithlighthouse.com or message me on Instagram at lighthouse underscore fitness and I'll fill you in on the details. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to this episode and I would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and a review. And until next time, I'm your host, Austin Allen. Thank you.